Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat the NBA championship, will someone upset Pat Mahomes? Is that how you say it, Chaz? Pat Mahomes? I think Pat Mahonis. Pat Pat Mah- Mah- no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? It's Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. All right. So if you um, if you think the Lakers are going to repeat the NBA championship, or someone to upset Pat Mahomes? Mahomes. My homes, okay. Yep. And the yep. Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. That's AG for Antigua. Get around the gambling loopholes there. Okay. Chaz, who are you going to put your money on? The thing is, I think this is a prime time for betters. The best time ever because COVID throwing wrenches all over the place. I think you can really pick a weird underdog that the house doesn't... I mean, they typically the house can sort of hedge for any possibility, right? But in the time of COVID... Who knows what's going to happen? So, I'm bet I'm betting healthy underdogs across the board. Vegan underdogs. <laughs> okay, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well; <laughs> never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of the all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline. B-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot ag and sign up today bet online your online sports uh, book experts happy new years from our sponsor manscaped manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming offering pre- precision engineered tools for your family jewels and it's here to help you have clean balls in the new year ring in the new year with the right tools for the job whether it's the lawnmower three trimmer the crop preserver deodorant and moisturizer or the crop reviver toner manscape products will help you start the new year outright Chaz, when was the last time you had a, a funny manscaping experience well this whole below the belt thing is odd to me because i thought you were supposed to shave your chest with it too yeah i think ch- chests are probably uh, more likely to be shaved yeah but chest is far above the belt so yeah so it's a it's an above the belt experience it's a universal tool but um, when's the last funny man-scaped experience I had? Uh, body grooming. Huh. Um, that's a great product. It's great for your face. It's great. That's what I do. Shave my face before I shave my face. That should be their <laughs> new motto. Shave your face before you shave your face. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love a brand new um, trimmer thing. But, uh, I, I had some uh, French barber down the road who told me that uh, shaving with a razor is yeah. destroys your face, and so you should only go electric. Oh, really? That's what he told me. Why? What was his rationale? Uh, that you're like stripping skin off your face. Jesus, but surely that's a good thing. Sort of the old, uh, the old muck. You'd think, you'd think, but he said no, and he's a fine-looking French barber. Hmm, here we All right. Yeah. Listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTYWATER, D-I-T-Y-W-A-T-R, DIRTYWATER, at manscaped.com. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm Derek Riley. I'm with Chad Smith. Well, not quite yet. He's actually on the mountain somewhere in uh, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, but he'll be here soon. But welcome to the 40th installment of Dirty Water, where conversation is as pleasant as a good marriage. 
Today's guest on Dirty Water needs no introduction, although an introduction he should get. He has two short arms like those of a child, yet bulging with muscle and ending in thick workers' wrists. And from those wrists emerge two tiny hands, well cared for, distinctly bourgeois. Place is noble and vulgar at the same time, his expanding brow marked by a thousand anxieties, sins, and half formed thoughts. He's a tough, no nonsense, well bred Christian gentleman who writes with a magnetic adult style. Our guest, Steve Longtom Shearer. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Derek. Amazing. Absolutely excelled yourself yet again. Uh, thank you, Steve. Wow, that's, that's quite an achievement. Well, which, which achievement? Getting to 40. Oh, 40, 40 installments of Dirty Water, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We've stalled, stalled a little with Christmas and New Year, but we're, um, we're back. We're back yeah. to you. you live from Lennox Head. Chaz yeah. not live anywhere at the moment, but he'll be yeah. here soon. So, so, Steve, you're a tour correspondent amongst uh, other things. Yeah. Um, sudden cancellation of events two and three, Sunset and Steamer Lane, possibly, yeah. likely no bells. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a great thing, those three early 80s waves. Like in the back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, from that that point of view, it was always going to be a a big downshift from from Pipe. I mean, Pipe was fucking epic. I thought. I mean, just to go back to Pipe, even if it was the start of the tour and they they fucked it up and it should be the end, it was it was still epic. To go back to Sunset and then Steamer Lane was always going to be a big anticlimax. But then that's what this sport does better than any other, doesn't it? It's great. It's a great anticlimactic sport. Why, why do you why do you think um, Sunset and Steamer Lane got put on the uh, put on the schedule? Because they're very odd choices, and then and they're not sponsored by anyone. It's hard to go into the thought process there. If you, it it, it really is. I mean, I, I who was in the room? Who made the decisions? Whose whose idea was it? I mean, to go. I mean, even just practically speaking, to to think that they were going to go to the epicenter of the COVID epidemic and and run contests was always just sort of reckless and foolhardy but yeah then to talk about the actual wave Stevie we'd love a little bit of reckless and foolhardiness on behalf of the WSL yeah most risk adverse organization oh of course of course I mean it's great great day for for surf journalism to to have the tour again just I don't know just it just cut adrift isn't it it just looks like a it's just dangling in the breeze like a half suck. I don't want to use that metaphor, but Please, you know what I'm a half suck cock at a wedding again, really, isn't it? I mean, it's not even half suck now. It's just sort of everyone's dropped their trousers and they're like, what now? Where did you get the half suck cock at a wedding metaphor from? I, I have no it's... idea, mate. It's just an old bribey saying. It's a lovely saying. Yeah, it is. It's very evocative. Do you, do you think it means, you know, obviously, obviously it means it's leaving you um, wanting more? Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of creating this this hype and this uh, expectation of fulfilment, and then you know leaving you with this distinct anticlimax. And I think you know that will really be Eric Logan's epitaph. I think when it comes time to write it, and that could be very soon. And I do have it written, ready to go, Elo, if you're listening in, mate. So uh, it's uh, it's just what he does best. I mean, he's just created such a the wall of positive noise and then the cone of silence. I mean, even his, his corpo speak now has, has lost its oomph, hasn't it? I mean, postponed. I mean, he's just postponed. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but the fact that they got filming permits to pipe was pretty sick. And the yeah. fact that they, they got everyone to pipe, was, was fucking, except for Ace Bucken and Owen Wright, was, yeah. um, was, was a great effort. Yeah, it was. 
a major achievement. And I think, you know, when we look back on it, not from our, you know, inside perspective, from but from the outside world looking in, I, I think it's going to go down as a great triumph. Even the the Tyler Wright winning winning pipe without getting barreled is is going to go down as a. I mean, that got huge mainstream media coverage. They didn't even mention John John. It was all about Tyler. Well, that's the um, ongoing narrative, isn't it? Yeah. So his messaging, speaking out to this sort of outside culture, it, it's effective in in so much as it's it's his point of view that's getting across. But they still don't give a fuck, and and you know, and he's lost the he's lost the core, he's lost the centre. And if you lose the centre, well, you've lost everything. It must be difficult for someone who isn't a a life lifelong surfer to to try and interpret. This odd sport that he's, um, you know, marketing to the world, incomprehensible. I, I've always said there's just a comprehensibility gap. It's not, it's not comprehensible to your average person. That's the they'll never bridge that gap. Even even the wave pool, it just like it, it, the wave pool makes it worse because for everyone who doesn't understand surfing, every single wave looks exactly the same, and they can't work out why one person gets an eight point two and the other person gets a six point seven. It just makes no sense to them. It's very similar to gymnastics in that way that you'll watch it at the Olympics, yeah, and you're yeah whatever, but you wouldn't watch um, twelve gymnastic events throughout the course of the year. So I'd imagine the Olympics will be well regarded and well watched, but I don't think it translates to uh, pro surfing in general. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, just to go back to that point about why did they put Sunset on? I got, I can see the attraction in terms of sort of having an Hawaiian circuit to go pipe and then sunset. I, I can see the, the logic in that. And then there would be a certain, um, you know, cachet of credibility for a person to to back up. I mean, especially if, like if John John won sunset, then, you know, it, it would be hard to deny him. I mean, even if the tour didn't go ahead for the rest of the year, it would be hard to deny saying, okay, well, this guy's the best guy in the world right now. Yeah, true, true. Or you would have um, Pipe and Sunset, maybe Rio, and then um, Philippe Toledo wins at uh, wins the trestles and becomes the world champ. It still could happen. Could still happen, huh? Could still happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd so love to. So let's talk about you know Pipe, you know specifically yeah. your comments regarding Pip Toledo. Yeah. And I'll, I'll read a little. <clears throat> it was <clears throat> it was hard to watch Philippe Toledo in the first heat of the round of thirty two, for example. Yeah. Without feeling a real sense of pity. Yeah. Seven waves ridden in 40 minutes, nothing close mm. to a clean make. Mm. Pip got buffed in the head by the lip. Pip yeah. outran the tube once, twice, three times. Yeah. Pip went straight to the beach. Yeah. There was talk in the booth all day about spiritual connections and the mental health benefits of the ocean. Yeah. And here was a guy, clearly unprepared on every level, melting down in front of our eyes. It was actually a relief when it was done. Mm. Where to for Pip? Isn't there some sort of God who can help him? Yeah. Yeah, it was a sort of a very, it was kind of like performative non-makes. He was kind of trying to make out that he was sort of having a go, but you could clearly see that he just, he, he didn't have the capacity to to do it. Like, I, I think it was, a, it's obviously a mental capacity thing. And, you know, he was so clearly out of shape and just, this is a guy that's just struggling. I mean, he clearly hasn't overcome whatever, demons he's got to deal with in in heavy surf he's not even making progress he's going backwards so i mean but 
commentator. It's just this weird sort of anti-reality we get fed, isn't it? It's just, you know, it's bizarre. Have you ever experienced those uh, those those demons? That yeah. Can you can you feel what he's feeling? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. When, when have you felt those cloud break? Last time I was there, you sort of just get this negative thought pattern running through your head, and this just this last lack of confidence, and and you know you become a slave to that sort of interior reality that your brain is creating for you. It's it's incredibly hard to overcome. What about little tactics you do to make it appear as if you want to want to catch waves, but you don't really? Yeah, I know. Um, sort of making a show of sort of going on closeouts and going straight, sort of. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know, kind of outrunning the tube with a sort of flamboyant body language, like, oh, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it closer, actually, but that's a good question. I mean, now that I mean that I mean, we've always had that at pipe. There's always been those guys who, but you know, back in the day when people were sort of slipping off tour, you know, it, it wasn't really. It's never really remarked upon. This is the first time I think there's been a guy at the elite world title contender who just can't get the job done there. And surfing has reached a point now where fourteen-year-olds, twelve-year-olds are surfing pipe and surfing it pretty well. Mm. So it's not like you know. In the, in the nineties or, you know, when people first went to G land yeah. and no one really knew how to tube ride. There's only a few guys who actually grew up on those waves who could surf them, but now everyone has the opportunity to surf them and everyone bar clearly one surfs them very, very well. Yeah. Hello. Steve, Steve, you cut out there for a second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just dropped out there. I'm back. Okay. You're back. So I was just saying that, um, you know, in the 90s, um, you could be excused for being shit at Chopu or, or Pipe or G-Land, yeah. but now there really is no excuse in 12-year-olds shred at those joints. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, what's – you'd have to ask the question, like what's, you know, what, what's stopping Pip? Why doesn't he get a coach and just go hole up at G-Land or Chopes or, or Pipe and just figure it out? Do you – I wonder if the um, the mental obstacles is too great. You know, sometimes you just get a thing where you just can't. You just know you can. You know you can make it. You know you can get tubed. You, you can do all those things, but you just that just to get over the ledge, you just can't put yourself there. Yeah. So have you experienced that? Oh, just it's, it's been my whole life experience it. Fucking <laughs> hell! It's funny because so, uh, <laughs> when I used to hang out with Sammy McIntosh a lot, he loved big waves. And uh, he, he always yeah. had some kind of death wish. And he'd always drag me out to joints. Oh, mate, it's just like Angaria or something. And, I've, and um, yeah. it's funny because my fear morphed from this sort of terror and panic and whatever, just this sort of resigned feeling of, oh, well, so hopefully I'll make it through this one. And it was interesting to feel that shift and to be out. And when the sets came, all the terrorists just like, ah, oh, fuck. But there's no thrill. That was the weird thing. Most people get a thrill. I just didn't get a thrill. So do you start off hopeful and then end up and then sort of go downhill? Like does every session start or maybe I can do it today? No, never, never. I've never had any desire to surf um, big heavy waves. Yeah. And it's funny because we had a jet ski for a while, so we'll tie in a few bits and pieces. Nothing, you know, obviously nothing huge. But um, 
Yeah, that didn't give a thrill either. You know, get towed into a sort of six or eight foot barrel. Yeah. And and thrill was in the ground. I'd so much rather be surfing two foot little wedges and um, doing throwaway airs. Yeah. How's the airs going? Uh, oh, shit. <clears throat> Someone, um, my favorite board, my little five, six lost bottom feeder that I've had for about 20 years. It's um, out of Bondo. Two guys paddling for a wave. I had to avoid one. The other one soared through my board with his fins. Mm. Sorry, did I hit you? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was like, oh, fuck. And, you know, and you're just you're so used to it that you get mad. But I came in and um, the tail was, had a fin slice about three inches through the four-inch wide tail block. Yeah. And um, I was trying to surf it, but you can just feel it about to snap off. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, now I'm on a um, Stacy Wave Slave. But my little, uh, but my little bottom feed, I could. It was funny because uh, I read, just read a book called uh, Peak, which Mark Matthews, the um, big wave surfer, uh, <laughs> gave to me, mm-hmm. and um, it just talks about deliberate practice. It actually spends three hundred pages, basically saying the same thing. If you want to get good at something, yeah, practice with intent. Yeah, and I thought, fuck it. Next time we go out, I haven't done a little tail throw reverse thing. Not an air reverse, just a tail throw reverse for about five years. And my foot is so far forward, I can't do anything. So for this surf, I'm going to take off, deliberately put my foot right in the tail block and um, do a little, little reverse. And, and I did it. I was like, fuck, it's all it takes. It's just a bit of intent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, two-foot waves are my dream. Like, well, I, look, I look at it now, and there's hardly anyone out. It's two-foot and onshore. Go, oh, God. It's most people six-foot and offshore. Couldn't yeah. be happier. Yeah. I mean, well, just like assuming that Pip has the same psychology, I mean, should we just – should we just accept him for who he is? Oh, that's should very, we just for, Should that's we just forget point. about the whole thing of even trying to master this and just just accept him for who he is? And even if he wins a world title at two-foot trestles when he can't pull in a pipe, should we just accept his mastery for small waves? How would, how would history record that, Stephen? Very poorly, I think. But, I mean, I mean, should we... Should we be leading the charge for changing the changing the way history sees him? Should we be saying like no, we should bend we should bend to fit Pip rather than Pip bending to fit us? Exactly. Whereas Italo and Gabrielle, they you know, and yeah. Mick, you know, they, they and Kelly too, you know, they all had to try really hard to be comfortable in big waves. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah. And their legend is cemented. Yeah. Should the mountain move to Muhammad? I think the mountain should move to Muhammad. Yeah. Should move on over to Medina because I mean we have to accept the possibility that that could be a, that could happen. It's it's tailor made for him, you know. Yeah, It'd be very very hard to beat um, Pip at uh, three foot trestles. I mean, if like let's just say that the next contest is Snapper Rocks, three foot Snapper Rocks. It's got Pip written all over it. Unbeatable. Unbeatable. Absolutely unbeatable. And then you know maybe Margaret's gets cancelled because the WA border closes, and then we move to. I don't know, Rio looks unlikely, but let's just say that Snapper is the only contest now between and then they maybe have the surf ranch and then finish it at Trestles. Yeah. That's three from three, isn't it? Yeah. Three from three. Yeah. Holy shit. Pip's saying you champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian cold front continues. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what are your other takeaways from uh, from the pipe event? Considering it may be the you know one of the few events of the year. Oh, Kelly, still a genius. How good um, is Kelly? 
So and good. We, we, you know, fuck, we rip shit into him, but yeah, but he's good. I love every every sounds adore watching him. Yeah, just amazing. So flamboyant. I don't. I I just love his stamina. I love the way he can take a hit. That's sort of what like I appreciate about, appreciate about him the most is he's willing to go on backdoor bombs and and just get absolutely obliterated. And I keep expecting, oh, this is the one he's going to come up with a caved in skull and and end up on the stretcher, and, and it never happens. Like how can you take that many hits as a forty nine year old and keep paddling back out? Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's extraordinary that he knows the place so well that he can you know, wipe out in a way that he doesn't face plan like the rest of us would. Yeah. I mean, that 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 reef has put everyone in hospital, hasn't it? It's put that in hospital, Heath Walker. Yeah, J-O-B. J-O-B, fuck yeah. Ross Clark Jones. John John. John John broke his back. Yeah. Leo um, Fioravanti, broken back. There's another broken back in there too somewhere. I'm sure someone else broke their back. Bede, Elvis. Oh, bead the pelvis. She's imagine breaking your pelvis. You love him. Imagine losing your love hinge. Jesus. <laughs> you get a pump and you have this creaky old fucking pelvis. Oh, hey Stevie, now that we're talking about pipe, let's talk about um what you wrote about the chicks of pipe. Like you mentioned before that Tyler um is a pipe master without ever actually having inside a tube there. Yeah. Um so I'll, I'll read. So mm. if you bear with me, Stephen. On the beach of the Banzai Pipeline during a German in the men's final, Megan Abubo was interviewing the fresh victor of the Maui Pipeline, Tyler Wright. Mm-hmm. Take the question for the viewer. Is that an historical moment in and of itself incredible, exciting? Tyler seemed downbeat, unbarreled during the final. It kept a bizarre admission that her confidence at the start of the day was zero. She was the epitome of the reluctant victor, a potent symbol of a sport that will brook any golf from reality, ruin any broadcast, establish its credentials as the avant-garde in gender equality. Almost two decades since Blue Crush spearheaded a massive thrust in women's surfing with the final of that pipeline providing the dra- dramatic denouement of the film. Has women's surfing gone forwards or backwards in that time? If prize money is the measure, then huge leaps forwards. If performance at pipe is the measure, then we are way behind the standards of the previous century. In one of the more Blackley comic scenes, I love, I love Blackley comic, of the, of the day was uh, pipe pioneer Rochelle Ballard reduced to giving real-time lessons and technique for successfully threading pipe tubes to hapless contestants. Carissa Moore was the only woman to demonstrate any basic proficiency at pipe and backdoor. She had the butt, hip drag store, the positioning and the courage to huck the ledge, then go back for more after Savage Donuts. Tyler won the final with three scrappy turns on a backdoor wave off the reef. Yeah. Did you get much feedback about that? No. Oh, there was a little bit of, of uh, argy-bargy in the comments. I think there was someone who came in and, and, and called me out for it, for being, I think, uh, sort of too negative. And it's just how to treat women surfing, is a, is a, it's, a tr- it's a very big issue as far as a surf journalist goes, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. It's funny, I always view women surfing through um, my personal prism of surfing, and that's why I quite enjoy it because yeah. um, it's, it seems a lot more um, attainable. Yeah. You know, you feel like you win a, win a hit here. <laughs> Not really. I know you'd smash. But it's funny because I watched the pipe thing, you know, was the, the pressure that Sage and, and Teddy and Weston Webb were under in that, in that first heat mm. was extraordinary. They had, the, they had the, the pressure of the whole 
yeah. of, of, you know, um, female them on their on their shoulders and their beautiful mm. shoulders. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, you know, I thought they did okay because because pipe is a fucking tricky way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? But I mean, it just goes to show that, like, you know, wanting to do it and being part of an historical moment doesn't make it. I, I mean, if you look, if you compare women's surfing at pipe to women fighting in the UFC, there's, there's a huge gulf, right? I mean, you've got girls fighting in the UFC who are just incredibly proficient at fighting. It, it, that's got to be the most dangerous sport there is. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but so I mean, when you're covering, say, if you were covering women's UFC, you can cover it in a very sort of open and honest way. You can say what happened. Whereas, if you want to cover women surfing and you want to say what happened objectively, then you're going to be perhaps perceived to be on the wrong side of history, or, or you know, considered to be dragging something down, which everyone on the organisational side of the sport is trying to push up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's funny because in the UFC, when the, when the stories about the girls come out, they don't say, um, you know, Rondi Rousey doesn't, doesn't grapple as good as Khabib or um, someone doesn't punch as good as John Jones or whatever. Yeah. Whereas surfing, I think it's always viewed through the prism of how it compares to the men. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that might be just an historical artefact. Uh, because, well, I guess women's surfing has been going long enough now, but, I mean, in, in terms of the way they ran that broadcast, you know, they had men's and then they put women's straight out there and then they had the women's final and then we went from the women's final to the men's semi, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, <laughs> the juxtaposition between total competency and, and mastery and people who were just dabbling, just learning, like imagine learning at pipe on a broadcast it's extraordinary so to how to judge that and score that and all of a sudden this this scoring three wobbly half turns or or whatever it was the men's final that went straight back afterwards actually so you go from that and then you go to gabrielle medina getting an incredible crazy deep four just after tyler wright just got a 3.7 for you know what I mean? How do you? Where's the scoring scale? How are they scoring? Yeah, it is, it is a very difficult thing to um, <laughs> to judge. <laughs> Whereas when UFC say, I'll go, I'll go back to that example because it's it's what the pro surfing mo- tries to model itself on. You know, say you, you've got girls doing the punches and the kicks and the submissions, but it's it's not being compared to men directly. There's a winner and a loser there on its own terms. It's not being judged in relation to men you know there's a there's a, the standard is objective and it's independent yeah true whereas how how are they establishing that are they going to say they haven't ever actually come out and say oh, we're going to judge the women on a different scale on a different standard compared to the men interesting i th- is is it what sticks in your craw is it kind of like the greenwashing of um you know, the wave pools and stuff being built in the desert. Is it that kind of continually talking things up that shouldn't really necessarily be talked up, could could be commentated upon a little bit more objectively? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's just the modern world, though, isn't it? Or the postmodern world. The bloody modern world or postmodern world. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you can create any reality you want. If you say something is so, then I guess if enough people believe you, then it is so. <laughs> but it's funny. It's like, um, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and you have the critics rating and you have the audience rating. Yeah. So, so you'll have the, you know, the WSL talking something up and, um, you know, it's 10%, whatever, but the audience 90% says no. It's yeah. like, have you ever seen, um, uh, what's the fucking name? Have you seen the show Nanette, the comedy special with uh, Hannah Gadsby? No, I've heard of it though. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, ostensibly it's comedy, but I'll throw yeah. a few quotation marks in there. And, um, and it's a monologue where, mm. where you know, it talks about how, how bad life's been because she's a lesbian. Yeah. And um, pretty hard to watch, but the New Yorker, New York Times, mm. is just genius, you know, yeah. another Netflix special. We look at Rotten Tomatoes, you know, critics, 100% approval, yeah. audience, 23%. And I think yeah. it's, it's, you know, a similar thing here. You have the thing that people are seeing this shit and hearing this stuff and going, yeah. mm-hmm. while, while the, um, the, the, not the commentary, but the, uh, well, the commentators on WSL, but the, you know, the, the journalistic elite and whatever. Saying no, no, this is great. You have to love this. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, that's just a huge phenomenon, isn't it? This reality that's being created by this postmodern journalistic woke, in inverted commas, elite, and and then the reality is your sort of gal on the streets experiencing it. it it's so vast. The gulf. It, it's it's crazy. We're all Megan and Harry now, Stephen. Yeah, exactly. I just entered a contest to try and win their book, actually. Yeah, right. God, don't tell me they've got a book. I mean, got a book. Damn. I don't know what it's called, but I hope I win it. It's a really, really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, in other news, uh, there's uh, the Kelly Slater Surf Resort at uh, La Quinta, the Coachella yeah. Valley. Yeah. 18 million gallon tank. Yeah. Surrounded by hotel and apartments, costing yeah. from 1 million to 5 million American dollars. The joint gets three inches of rain a year, and there's many buzzwords surrounding the uh, the white ball. The yeah. mission is to attract and invest in inspirational people, engage great creators. Yeah. The ethos of this community revolves around the raw, natural setting, yeah. the focus on sustainability, and a wellness-focused crowd from Southern California. Fucking um, you know, it's funny because I'd love, I'd love to own a joint there. Yeah. I would happily go there, yeah. but the greenwashing and the um, and the wellness crowd talk is very funny, isn't it? Yeah, how do you get gigs writing this greenwashing stuff? Because I, I want a piece of it. I don't know if I could. I don't know if you could write it though, Steve. Fuck yeah, I could. I could write it ten times as good. I'd go even twice as hard. <laughs> yes, I mean. Do you th- do you think um, you know the greenwashing stuff is deliberate, or you think that's how people think marketing is the only marketing that succeeds in our postmodern world? That's a good question. Uh, I mean. Yeah, where does it all come from? Where does the source come from? Um, there's a culture of that sort of corpo speak where it seems like that's the way that, you know, flimflam men like Elo get their hands on the billionaire dollars as they have to sort of, it, it's sort of like the way, a, you know, spiders mate, you know, the, the male spider has to sort of like trick the female with all this sort of exaggerated sort of, uh, you know, flim flammery, and and then the, the female spider can can eat him. But it's the only way the male spider can attract, it can sort of distract. It's kind of like a distraction for to get their hands on the big money. I think so. It has to be the way that these people can talk to billionaire classes, because I mean, this this has got to be funded by venture capital somewhere, right? 
or, or some. Like, I guess it's getting funded by the, um, I guess there's some funding already, but funded by the real estate player. Because it's a 150 room hotel, I think. Yeah. And then there's um, a ton of um, ton of houses built around there. Yeah. So, I mean, they're trying to get pre-sales, but at some point someone's going to have to stump up big money. So, I, I mean, where did that sort of culture begin? I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I love the I love the um, I love the media talk, and I, I think it's purely a reflex. And I think because most media people I've, I've ever worked with who work for companies are so institutionalized, yeah. they exist in this sort of Twitter bubble yeah. where everyone just talks about wellness and inspirational and creators and all that sort of shit. Yeah, and um, and they don't know any better. Uh, it's funny I had a meeting with um, some Wavepool people the other day, and I said I love the idea. Just don't push the green shit. Yeah, fucking eating up electricity and water, and um, the yeah. world doesn't need a fucking wave pool. If you're talking sustainability, don't build it. Yeah, you know. But I love it. But I love the idea. Just don't yeah. try and sell me all this horseshit. Yeah. So for a million, would you get in the base? Would you get on the ground level? Yeah, you know, if I had, um, if I um, didn't get divorced and lose my fortune, <laughs> I would, I'd be in. And I could get, if I could get U.S. citizenship, and yeah. the yearly fees weren't too high. Yeah, I could happily live in La Quinta, yeah. surfing Kelly's pool. Yeah, every day. Every day, the rest of my life. Day in, day out. Thinking useless life, mate. How many waves would you need per day to keep the, you know, demons at bay? Uh, ten waves. Ten a day. Yeah, and that's that's probably even even more. Even five waves. Yeah. Even three waves. Three of Kelly's waves a day. Maybe three on the right, three on the left. Six yeah. waves total. Um. I'd be very, very happy, Steve. So how long would that take to get six waves? I think about 48 hours, the current coverage <laughs> between sets and Kelly's pool. I was going to say, because if you could get your six in an hour, I mean, that gives you, leaves you a lot of time because you wouldn't have to waste any more time thinking about anything else to do with surfing, would you? No, so I'd just do fucking push-ups and chin-ups and stuff and look in the mirror, slick my hair back and yeah. whack off, get some, um, get some pretty girls in. Get in the chat rooms. Get in the, yeah, fucking chat rooms. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> enough of those Discord rooms of people selling videos of uh, LEG and coffee. Oh, I don't understand <laughs> the point of that. Let's let's talk about the um, the Mikey Wright rescue. Yeah, that uh, that did some great traffic on our site. Epic I was, scramble. I was fortunate enough to be scrolling through Insta just as Tyler posted it. Yeah, epic scramble. And, um, and then uh, obviously all the media outlets read Beach Grits. They all saw it. Mm. And, uh, and they posted it, mm. and uh, you know it was just just perfect for Australia. You know the yeah. you know, the mullet, you know the whole yeah. idea. Yeah, um, it's funny because I watched it. I thought, why wasn't Tyler doing anything? Why wasn't mm. Jess doing anything? Yeah, and it took a man, goddamn to- toxic masculinity at work, yeah. to actually go, hey, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do something. Yeah, isn't that isn't that interesting? That, yeah. and no one, no one commented upon it. No, they didn't, except you. Except for me. And I didn't even comment upon it because I was too scared. Hey, Chaz is, Chaz is coming in live. <laughs> Chaz is coming in live from my <laughs> So my phone, my phone froze. <laughs> Are you on an ice skating rink? I am now. Yeah. Uh, the kids wanted to go ice skating after. Yeah. It would have been, been better today. I am so sorry. But it was a legit pow day. And screw surfing. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Are you at Jackson Hall? I am Jacksonville Mountain Resort. Sick. Wow. It's a beautiful ice skating rink you're on. It is. 
Well, I mean, kids are out there right now. Is that real ice? Is that like natural ice? It is natural ice. I think they literally just dump water in the thing, yeah. and yeah. there was there we are. We have my ice. kids just went ice skating in Ballina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ballina, get, Ballina gets very, very cold in December, doesn't it? It's, it's right. I mean, yeah. cold and cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, back to Mikey Wright. I'm so yeah. I'm so sorry for coming in so late, Steve. That's continue. A, well, Mikey Wright. Derek thinks Mikey Wright saving that guy is an example of toxic masculinity. What do you think? Was it a guy? Oh, no, was it a guy? Mikey is masculine. Toxic yeah, masculinity. But, but did he save a guy or was it a girl? I'm not sure. I think it was a – at the start they say it's a guy, but I think it's a chick. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was – I mean, I was really thrown off by the whole thing. If, so mm. I will say if Mikey saved a guy, mm. he's not a toxic male. If he saved yeah. a girl, yeah, toxic masculinity. So he should have let her die. He should have. Let her sw- yeah. like swim – spread your wings. This yeah. is your moment. Fly. Yeah. Chess, when you were watching it, did you wonder why um, uh, Tyler didn't do anything? Why didn't Tyler do anything? I don't know. Just Everyone's giggling and shit. She's the champion of the two. Did Okay. Mike, pipe master. like, having, yeah, exactly. Mikey's no pipe master. No. She's Couldn't invent Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Cougar pipe. <laughs> uh, why were people, did people think it wasn't that serious? And, so my question was, did people think it wasn't that serious and or was it not that serious? Was the person going to get bounced on the rocks, the male, female going to get bounced around and then sent back in? Or was a saving needed? The I saving think, was dramatic looking. Yeah, I'll give it that. I think what happens, um, uh, a lot of people don't realize the severity of um, how quick people can drown, how quick people can just have a gulp of water when they panic. And yeah. I see it at Bondo all the time. The clubbies around here, they're useless. Mm. I was saying clubbies paddle around drowning people yeah. and uh, you have to go yourself and get them. And I think uh, even though the person wasn't very far out, they're like getting washed down across that little rock shelf thing. All it takes is one gulp of water and they're gone. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, and it was interesting to watch um, Mikey because he had that mindset. He knew that. Mm. And I was yep. surprised that no one else did. Everyone's kind of giggling. And, but that's mm. a very common thing. You see people going, ha, 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 there's a person caught in the thing. Oh, yeah. oh someone yeah. should do something. Yeah. But a lot of the time you don't think, oh, that person's me. Yeah. You know, so, but Mikey, it was, uh, it was a lovely, uh, lovely moment. Mm. Well, the fact, the fact that here, at least, Mikey made uh, mainstream headline news, too. Uh, like, mm. it was on leading the Apple News. Mm. <laughs> what a great <laughs> week for the Mike family. Everyone's, everyone's following the formula. Yeah. But what a huge week for the Wright family. Tyler wins the Pipe Masters and, and Mikey is a worldwide hero. I mean... Which okay? Which is Steve? Which? Oh, we lost Chess's iPhone. Chess is gone. <laughs> I think. You hit, Damn it! What'd you hit mute? I accidentally did. I'm trying to put gloves on since it's freezing here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Okay, gloves are on. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, would yeah. you rather be a pipe? Would you rather be a pipe master or an international hero? Pipe master. <laughs> Derek? Oh, international hero for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some dodgy pipe masters out there. Yeah. Do you reckon John John would have gone in? Would John John have scrambled? Yeah, John John would have scrambled for Kelly sure. Kelly wouldn't have, for sure. It's oh. yeah, Kelly, Kelly would have 
Kelly would have seen the headlines. Kelly would have known. I mean, I'm sure Kelly was kicking himself after that happened that he didn't get those headlines. Kelly Slater saves another person. Yeah. Uh, But the real story is, Steve, you're exactly right, or Derek, whoever brought Mm -hmm. it up. The story is not Mikey Wright saves drowning person. It's that Tyler Wright mocks drowning person. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. They're laughing, huh? They were laughing. Her and Jesse Miley Cyrus just sitting there cackling, cackling on their safe shore. Yeah. It was a lovely hat. How did they get a yard so big? I've never seen a yard that big on the North Shore. Yeah, because it had it looked like um, it looked like Italo's joint in Biafamosa. Where where was it exactly? Do you know? No. What, what did you think, Steve? By looking at so, it? so, if you go right up the end of Kainui Road, there, Are they in the log cabins? past past log cabins and and rock piles, it's almost sort of butting up against that sort of three tables area, isn't it? Sort of up up towards Foodland. Yeah, there's kind of that that bit of coastline up there is, is where they were, wasn't it? Someone I mean, it'd be, it'd be way past Foodland, right? That was, mm-hmm. that was unlike any house I've seen, yard I've seen on the it's North Shore. On the, on, on the pipe side of Foodland, not, not the it's, Waimea side. It's on, okay, so on pipe side of Foodland. Yeah, yeah, not Waimea side. Not, okay. Is that up the, the, the um, what are the shores out there? What's that, what's that little um, shore yeah. out there? surf? Can you yeah. say something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kainui there along near rock piles and log cabins is all nasty shoreys there. Hey, so um, so Carl Rothman told the world he'd go anywhere the pipe this year, and he mm-hmm. did. Yeah. As evidenced by his wave of the winter play. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Chaz, you wrote, this is what you wrote, you wrote, a man who keeps his word is a rare and wonderful thing, an almost forgotten thing in this day and age of flim flam and wishwash, mm-hmm. bent spines and reeds in the wind. I stand behind it. He said what he was going was gonna to do, and he went out and did it. Imagine if Koa said that and then didn't burn somebody. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of black mark is that? Saying, I'm going to go burn anyone, and then not. Just being polite and waiting your turn. What would it do for his reputation? I mean, I think then, once you, you can never make another pronouncement again. You're over. You've done your pronouncement, and you didn't live up to it. And so living up to it and that being his wave, even if that was the worst wave he got, he's got to submit the wave that he burned somebody on as his wave of the winter. Who did he burn, by the way? Do you know? I don't know. It's Steve, did you recognize him? <clears throat> definitely not. It definitely wasn't Mark Healy. It, it, was, it was a guy who made it look pretty easy, though, I've got to say. Like, he took that drop so nicely. Would he have pulled in and made that wave, the guy that he burnt? He looked like he, I mean. Yeah, so that was the wave of the winter. Completely, but I mean that's the thing, and so did Koa rob the wave of the winter. But also, you're exactly right. Is Shoulder hop of the winter. It was a. It was a. Con- the surfer he burned was fully competent. There was no yeah. stall in his pop get up. There's no, no hitch in his giddy up. He was there. No, he was there. And he, if he would have pulled in, that would have been the wave of the winter. Oh, glory to Koa Rothman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Co- is Koa Rothman the Tyler Wright of? Heroic ocean saves. <laughs> <laughs> the Tyler Wright of pronouncements. No, he wasn't. He stood up. <laughs> hey, Chad, so you, just, you just read a story for uh, Beach Grid just before um, from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, and it's headlined It is time for World Surf League CEO Eric Logan to boldly take his place in history. 
either step down or convince co-water person of the year and billionaire Dick Surf. Uh, Dick Surf. <laughs> what, a, what a wild name, huh? Mm. <laughs> well, how can I talk? My name's Derek Riley. Yeah. Um, and billionaire Dirk Ziff went Tavarua and put on a show, even though Tavarua is um, out of season right now. Um, well, that's Logan, what, I was, what I was writing it. I was wondering. I mean, not now. When it's in season. When it's in season. Give it a few months. <laughs> I had, actually, I had, when I had a look at the surfboard, there's a few little waves there. It's like three, four foot at the moment. Yeah. Better, than, better than what's happening now. Better than zero foot. Yeah. But, but uh, truly, like I was thinking about it. I didn't want to mm. kick, kick the man when he's doubly down. But yeah. I uh, that. yeah, but like it wasn't somebody, it wasn't a like a surfer who brought it in. It was Eric Logan. Like they can blame Yago all day. You never got sick. Like Yago was, as far as anyone anyone knows, never even really had it or tested positive at some point, but cured himself and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So Eric Logan is truly patient zero. Uh, Eric, Eric Logan being patient zero and destroying the whole thing, Steve, mm-hmm. Don't you reckon at some point you gotta you gotta take it on? You just either have to say, okay, it was me, I blew it, I quit, or oh, yeah, or sort out something better that other people can do. Yeah, I, I well, I, I I definitely do, and you know, you do. <laughs> I want to feel sorry for Eric, but he's just he, he's just slathered us with so much bullshit over the years that it's hard to, you know, like it. It's like the guy can't lie straight in bed. It, it's just. I don't know whether that's a, a congenital feature or what he's just learnt. But, I mean, even the the postponement, you know, the sneaky little way they sort of tried to drop G-Land and Portugal off without saying anything, you know, like it's like... Oh, did Portugal go as well? Yeah, Portugal just slipped off. And the last thing he said was, oh, Portugal's not Portugal's not cancelled, it's just postponed. We're going to fit it in. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just come and, on, man. He's got to he, go. And it's right, like... I mean, this is the moment that he's got to like either go or do something totally unforgettable. Yeah, Derek. Fight Island. It's got to be Fight Island. Yeah, but Eric's Eric's no Dana White, is he? No, he's not. I was thinking, how mad are the uh, surfers who were there missing Christmas? Are they mad? Or are they happy? Uh, they miss Christmas to stay there for sunset, right? Because Pipe is ahead of Christmas. They had yeah. to say for sunset after he can't come back in. Yeah. Um, so they miss Christmas with their families and they yeah. get sunset rug pulled out a yeah. week before. Yeah. I can't believe you got a Montclair um, beanie, man. Do you like fucking, it? I love it. I'm fucking jealous. <laughs> oh, man. You should see my Montclair uh, snow boots. Oh, God. They're real who, good. Who, who's my Montclair? His stuff you rack. Uh, it, was, it was Yuri Padlachikov for a while. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Did you get, all, did you get his off-cuts? Off-cuts? No, I, I got, uh, they were pretty tight. I I think Cersei actually bought me this beanie for a present, but uh, I have a Montclair tiny coat and then my shoes. And But she got some stuff from Montclair for that deal. <laughs> Montclair what's, is such a what's, fine what's, what's brand. Your, what's your Montclair tiny tiny jacket, tiny coat? I mean, it's just like a uh, small down. It's not like one of those thick downs. What's uh, this right here? I'll show you. Oh, the green just, one. That's yeah, just, yeah, just, oh, it's what I wore at Surf Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you remember? Yeah. Uh, three fucking uh, red yeah. eyes and um, in between reaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful jacket. 
Jordan looks cold there in uh, Wyoming. Oh, it's so cold. It just it was warm today. Oh, but today, stinking today. Today was the day, Steve Shear, mm-hmm. that I forswore surfing. Yeah. Hey, Derek, Steve, have you ever had like a bottomless powder? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It, it's a better feeling than surfing. No, it's the better a better feeling than the best day surfing. It's it's transformative. That's for sure. I mean, feeling like you're like, do you ever feel like you're floating when you're surfing? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a floating, flying feeling. I, I got it's addicted to anything. It is, it is. But just all the gear, all the clothes. I, I mean, when I look at you all wrapped up there, like a, I, I, I don't know. And Derek's just sitting there with his shirt off, just sweating quietly in Bondi. I was oh. like, I don't know. I like the, I like the warmth. But I'm so I'm toasty warm in my. Mm six snowboard kit yeah, yeah the only problem is as i told derek why i forgot my computer or why the computer got accidentally left kids started snowboarding and she skis and so yeah. i got her skis boots poles snowboard snowboard boots that i have to haul <laughs> up along with my stuff to to the hill every day so yeah i'm a, a world-class sherpa at this point <laughs> it's not skiing scare uh, no, we were staying with Travis, and Travis is not skiing ski out, though he should be. Mm. Yeah. So, can we just go back to um, what's happening with Eric Logan and pro surfing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got to go, right? He's got to go. I mean, so this is, is this the yeah. end? Is this the end? Are we? Is it just going to get hacked off limb by limb, and and then Dirk's going to drop it? Or I think it's a hack off limb by limb, but I think that yeah. I was really struggling with the story because kicking a man when he's down is never fun right that's not a good thing to do it's not a good look it's not a happy thing yeah and so i was struggling with the headline because the headline was going to be just eric like this is it eric logan's got to go like this he himself Mm -hmm. wasn't a surfer it wasn't it was he he canceled surfing Yeah. yeah he did he himself right and so if you do that you do the buck stops here harry truman Mm-hmm. Folks, this was my fault. I yeah. respectfully stepped down. Yeah. Thank you for all your support. I tried. I failed. Over the years. Yeah. yeah. Derek? Derek doesn't think so. <laughs> Thanks Derek for, think... for your faithful coverage of the tour. <laughs> I, don't want, I, don't want the last, I don't want the last to end. We've been gifted so many lovely CEOs to make fun of. From yeah. Paul I mean, Speaker to Goldschmidt to Eric Logan. Actually, how- who? Yeah, sorry. How okay? How many of those do you take credit? Does Beach Grid take credit for taking down? Oh, you, you've personally scalped them all. I mean, <laughs> if I can scalp <laughs> Logan, the days, but you've, been, you've been swinging, the, uh, swinging the swinging the fucking axe at him. If I can scalp Logan, that's yeah. a pretty sweet belt pelt right there, right? If I have speaker selfie, I didn't really scalp. I scalped Beth. So, oh Beth, uh, yeah. Yeah, but Sophie, I think, was smart enough to go on her own on her own accord. But yeah. if I scalp two CEOs and one chief, what was Beth again? Chief uh, Entertainment Officer, Chief. They're cool. I think it was literally something like Officer Cool or something. Yeah, if I scalp her, I mean, she was she her scalp is lower down on the belt that hangs on the second belt. But uh, she got a yeah. billboard. She, got a she did get a billboard. Oh, yeah. 
Should we? Should we? What's he Logan a billboard? Oh, we have to do an Eric Logan billboard. <laughs> I brought. He you needs something. He needs something. What man? Maybe a belt <laughs> buckle. You didn't wipe, well, you nearly didn't white man. Chuck the billboard. Um, <laughs> Steven. Remember What's when Dad and um, David at Scales and uh, and Eric Logan all gave the shaka to the camera? Yeah. And then there was oh, yeah. the actual appropriation of the shaka, the white man shakas. That was definitely Eli's high point, though, wasn't he? If we if we go back, if we consider today to be the end, not officially, but unofficially the end of his reign as CEO, then his high point will be the the triple shaka with you and David Lee Scales. That was when he had the surfing world in the palm of his hand. I so like what I don't get is why he didn't keep on, right? Like I can't get Elo to save my life. I can't even get stinking Dave Prodan anymore to return a text. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they stopped. If they were willing to start to play, yeah. what did they think? What did they think yeah. Beach Grit was or Iowa? It's not like, I mean, I have not changed my stripes, right? Yeah. Have I? Did I come no. in saying I'm a friend? And no, I was who I was. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to play. And then now they don't want to play, which is annoying to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think they they, they think they can sort of bypass the, the core, bypass the center. I mean, I... I think that really started with Paul Speaker. I mean, that that was his modus operandi. I'm going to talk to the talk to the mainstream and, and try and get taken seriously. Failed strategy. Failed strategy I mean, for three CEOs in a row now. Well, that, I mean, which one finally says, "Okay, fine, 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 fine." The yeah. people who comment, live comment on BeachGrit are really yeah. that's the that's the base we have to grow this from. Like, yeah. we're going to start there and we're going to grow it from there. But yeah. that's that's our starting place, and we are going to totally like engage and be here, mm-hmm. and then grow it from there, as opposed yeah. to growing it, because it's never going to work growing it outside of that into that. That thing is always just going to yeah. I mean, it's the outside article, Derek, that you sent today of yeah. Beach Grit mercilessly mercilessly mocking adult learners. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be a merciless mock. Forever mm-hmm. until they until they come down and actually play. <laughs> hey, we should we should read out a little uh, excerpt from the outside magazine story about a middle aged man. I think it's called Middle Aged Man uh, uh, Learns to Surf or Man at Middle Life or something. How I Learned to Surf in Middle Age with uh, Outside Magazine. I thought it was the quote is the pursuit doesn't exactly hang out a big beginner's welcome sign. Mm-hmm. Inside of websites like Beach Grit, vulnerable adult learners. And it's said in a totally unironic way, as if it's an actual thing. Vulnerable adult learners, particularly those mythopo- mytho- or mythopoetically rhapsodizing about... Who writes mythopoetically rhapsodizing? I mean, myth- mythopoetically rhapsodizing made yeah. me think whoever the writer was is a, is a solid writer. They, yeah, he needs to, um, he needs to in, the, in the lexicon of my, my Ruba brothers, get bashed. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what's that what's that faggot haircut <laughs> i think that last story you wrote about ellie jean coffee was mythopoetic though Derek. Oh, that was mythopoetic oh. wasn't it? Derek, your your whole ellie yeah. jean coffee run needs to get made into a coffee table book <laughs> it's a series isn't it, it's one of those <laughs> it series. So, so, so i love that that's have we talked about stab behind the paywall yet oh we lost chess again fucking hell yeah Jackson Hole. He's sort of, we've still got to do some manscaped ads too. Yeah. yeah. So, Derek, <laughs> when it comes to pro surfing, do you think this is, is this the now the official beginning of the end or, or, or what's your what's your take on it? Well, I like the metaphor of the, uh, the limbs being chopped off. I think that's, mm. 
it's it's just like you know you know you know when you're sort of dating someone dating <laughs> when you're going out with someone and uh, they start wanting to see you less and less it just yeah. has that vibe about it that they're just getting yeah. over it and let's just fuck let's just cancel that let's just cancel let's just forget about that let's forget about that while not really making it super clear but yeah. I think you read between the lines and there's that story the other day you know the WSL trying to sell old jerseys for seven bucks yeah. You know, Mick Fanning for $21, which is you can buy four Mick Fannings and have $9 change or you can get one Bronnie McCauley. Mm. And uh, I was just thinking, you know, to sell those things at seven bucks because the, um, the the country jerseys were $7. Mm-hmm. I was thinking with all the money that the um, the owner has, do you really need that seven bucks? Wouldn't it be better to put sold out on your, on your store? Mm. So this seems like a fire sale. It's like a Persian rug store. Mm. Just, um, just trying to get rid of everything, get the fuck out of everything, and just uh, shut the door and throw away the key. Yeah, is that the vibe you're getting? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think though. I mean, I just I just want to go on record and say that pro surfing. I think it's it's both an unflushable turd and it's a dream too beautiful to die. So I think there will be someone pick up the pieces if if Dirk drops it, or we'll <laughs> just it will just pop to the top of the bowl again, and you know. Someone will it will carry on. I think so too, but I think it needs to um, shape shift. I think it can't be this '80s version of surfing where you go to Sunset and Steamer Lane and Bell's Beach and Margaret River. Yeah, you know, I keep expecting um, to be out if I can put on a jersey and go out there. Yeah, <laughs> a pots or something. It seems so old hat and old fashioned. Yeah, and they had all this time to redesign it, and that's what they came up with. Yeah, I mean, it should be Fight Island, you know. Go to Tavi, yeah. go to um, go to No Can Do or something. Just have a yeah. fucking big face up between Kelly and John, John, Idolo and Gabrielle. Probably not Pip. And then yeah. and then everyone's just getting these crazy caves. Mm. Coming out doing monster airs, and there you go. That is exciting. Yeah. Hey Stevie, we're gonna um, we're gonna wrap. Yeah. But um, before we finish, I want you to tell me what book you've just um, you've just completed. I'll, I'll tell you mine, and then you, you tell me yours. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's a little bit of a window in your soul. So I just finished reading. It's funny because I've read all the books I've had in my house, yeah. and I'm rereading everything now as yeah. a little exercise. I'm just pulling mm. books out. I just read mm. James Michener's um, The World Is My Home, mm. read um, uh, Why Men Like to Fight, Because yeah. of Sex, Men Who Love Children, Rage, yeah. a book about journalism. Mm-hmm. All these things. But the very last one I read was the uh, the game by Neil Strauss, two thousand and five. Yeah, uh, it goes into the world of the pickup artists. Yeah, and I, I got two young, uh, young, uh, young boys. Not so young anymore. Teenagers, teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And one of the great skills is being able to um, approach and talk, talk to, and and win win over women. Yeah. So it was great to be reminded of IOIs and and all the various uh, tactics of the pickup artists. So Steve, yeah. what did you just finish? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got through uh, Chazzy Smith's reports from hell. Um, is it any good? Yeah, so funny. I mean, fuck, just the opening scene where he's in the back um, of the room with, um, what's his face, the general. Um, oh, um, Petraeus? Petraeus, yeah. I mean, it's just that, that scene alone is, is, is worth it. And, and he's like his kooky little Christian mate, so I didn't realise they were also dorky. I always think... You know, Chaz is being a sort of great sort of, uh, um, you know, libertine and, and to find out that he has this sort of like conservative Christian sort of side to him, I, I found quite uh, hilarious. 
Um, another one I'm reading is called Metazoa, which is about animal minds and the birth of consciousness, which is, you know, cashing in on this whole octopus craze. Did you see my octopus teacher? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy is sort of talking a lot about the sort of brains of the octopus, and uh, I know that came out in the comments yesterday, with, you know, in relation to your um, LEG and coffee, ain't thing, you know, in, in terms of the plural of anus and octopus. Yeah, plural of anus, would you say anuses or ain't I? I would say, I would definitely say ain't I, yeah. Just because it, it, it sounds nicer, cacti. Uh, and then the other one I'm reading is The Book of the Goat, which is which is a classic sort of um, a vintage farming classic, an English farming classic from the, the 1800s because I've, I've got goats and I'm trying to learn how to look after them better. What have you learned about goats? Oh, what they like to eat, how to milk them when they're sexually active, how to tell when they're sexually active, um, how to look after them, just a whole bunch of things. Fucking amazing animals. What makes them amazing? Oh, just they're so intelligent and idiosyncratic and eccentric and mischievous and, you know, there's an old saying for the person who has no problems, buy them a goat. And, uh, and But... You know, I don't quite see it like that. I never realised there was a goat-shaped hole in my life until I, I got actual goats. I mean, I always feel as sort of that it, it, it seems appropriate given my whole career, such, you know, in inverted commas, I've sort of tracked alongside Kelly Slater, the goat, and now I've got actual goats. And I've always said that when Kelly goes, I go. When Kelly quits, I quit. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you kill your goats or you just milk them? Milk them. Oh, well, n- not even milking them yet. I- I've got to learn how to milk them. How many have you got? Seven. Are they all men? No, there's uh, there's uh, four females and three males. They're all, all, all neutered males, but there was a, a, a sexed, a fully grown he-goat um, who impregnated the, the women, so there's been two babies born since they've been here. So you've castrated two of the goats? Oh, I've assisted in the castration. I didn't do the cut. I, I sort of held the legs akimbo while the vet sliced them open. Was that a um, confronting side? Yeah, it was. It was confronting. I mean, it's always confronting seeing a, a male animal get castrated. But, you know, when you see how docile and lovely they are afterwards, it does make you wonder. About testosterone? Yeah. What does it make you wonder, Steve? Oh, you know, maybe how much better behaved certain males might be if they were castrated. But they wouldn't jump into the raging ocean to save drowning people, would they? (laughs) No, they wouldn't. No, they'd be sitting behind the fence giggling, most likely. I'm not sure. It's an interesting phenomenon, this whole thing of sex hormones and biology and postmodern but certainly when you've got goats it, it, it does make you that stand on the side of biology rather than the side of sort of postmodern choose your own identity Stevie thank you for today yeah no worries Jerry
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.